Hello and welcome back to The Drew View. In today's show, I'm going to be talking to you guys about how I have officially made it as a political commentator slash podcaster, and I'm going to be giving you guys my thoughts on the Easter holiday and how that is treated in America today. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty guys, thank you for coming back for another week of uploads. I'm really excited to have you guys back. I can't wait to jump into another, actually this is going to be another month of content, not just another week. So I've capped off my first month. I've got 16 episodes in, which is four weeks. I'm going to be going into my 17th episode today. So that's a big win for me. It's a month in, so that's pretty cool. So it actually only took me a month, but now I have officially established myself as a true podcaster, political commentator, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, you might hear that and say, wait, what do you mean by you're an official podcaster or an official political commentator, yada, yada, yada. Well, I want to set you guys up with a little bit of a story. So it's Thursday night and I'm just getting home at about 930 from a chemistry class that I have to go in for, for a college class. So I go in for this chemistry class. It's a three-hour lab, kind of annoying, don't like doing it. But I come home and there's a package sitting there and it says Drew Bennett on it. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't order a package. Mom, dad, did you order me something? Like, is this is this mine? Did it get mistaken? Is it yours? They're like, no, I thought you ordered something. So I open it up and there lies a book. I pull it out and it says, The Big Cheat, How Donald Trump fleeced America and enriched himself and his family by David K. Johnson. Now, the reason that I say I am now officially a, you know, I'm officially official, if you want to use that lingo, uh, a podcaster and a political commentator, because I've gotten my first troll. Somebody trolled me. They actually sent me this book as a joke, I would assume. Uh, It's pretty interesting to me that as soon as I start talking and getting just a little bit partisan and start talking about, you know, President Trump just a little bit, this is what I get. It's so funny to me. So to to whoever sent me this, I just want to tell you, actually, thank you. Thank you for sending me this book. You didn't have to take time out of your day and spend your money to send me a book. You didn't have to do that. So thank you, I guess. And another thank you, because actually, I'm going to be turning this book into content. So Maybe whoever sent me this thought that I would just, oh, throw it away or burn it, whatever you thought I was going to do. I might do that afterwards, but the first thing I want to do is I want to jump on here and I'm going to jump on this podcast. And what I'm going to be doing with this book is I'm going to be analyzing it chapter by chapter. I'm going to go through, I'm actually going to read it. I'm not just going to toss it out. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to come on the podcast and talk about either why I think the content in it is good or why I think it's a bunch of garbage. And It's starting to sound like the latter of the two, just one, not even a chapter in. I'm in the introduction, and I've looked at the front and back cover. It's absolutely astonishing to me how bad this book is, but I'm going to be getting into that in a minute. But I just wanted to say, kind of as a note on that, please don't feel bad, don't feel offended, don't feel afraid to send me uh, emails or letter, whatever you want to do, if you disagree with me. I'm totally open to disagreements if you want to be as rude as you possibly can with it. I don't really care. I have super thick skin. I can take it. You want to send me a bunch of hate mail and talk about how I'm the biggest idiot out there? Go ahead. You're not going to bother me. It's going to, I mean, 
I would love if you would actually give me something of substance so I could actually like use it, think about it, you know. But if you just want to use emotional words and just blah, 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 scream at me, help, tell me I'm an idiot, call me a fascist, whatever you want to do, whatever floats your boat, I suppose, do that. I, I really don't mind that at all. So again, if you don't agree with me, if you think that my thoughts are dumb, if you don't think that what I'm saying is intelligent, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to me. I do like hearing other opinions. I don't just need the confirmation bias. I'm totally good hearing other people's opinions, and I'm totally good responding to those and reacting to those, and maybe I'll even react to those on the show. You never know. Uh, Apparently, this person got my attention enough, so here I am talking about it. And I'm not, you know, I obviously don't know where this book came from. It showed up. It was addressed to me, and uh, no return address, anything like that. So, hey, I'm not going to be calling anyone out. I'm not going to name names. Send me whatever you want. I really don't care. It's all good here. But, now this is a big but here. Do not think that you're going to get away with scrolling through the Amazon clearance list, finding some big left-leaning book and throwing it at me and saying, here you go, take this, ha ha ha. And just thinking that I'm not going to react at all, that I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, a cute joke, throw it away, burn it, whatever. No, I'm going to go through and I'm going to laugh at it. I'm going to, I'm going to go through and I'm going to pick it over and I'm going to talk about it in my podcast because after all, I don't like thinking of myself as this, but apparently now I'm a content creator, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be making content out of it. So let's just start with this book. So I get it. The Big Cheat, How Donald Trump Fleeced America and Enriched Himself and His Family. Yeah, big, scary, horrible, no good, very bad title. Oh no, very scary. This Donald Trump guy must be a really bad dude. Oh gosh. But anyway, you know, so it's by David K. Johnson, in case any of you guys, I would hope you wouldn't want to buy this book after what I'm about to say, but if you do, it's by David K. Johnson, so have at it. But anyway, so on the back of the book, this is the first thing I noticed because, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm who I am, but I turned the book around, and the first three things that you see on the back, you know how books, sometimes it'll be in the first couple pages, sometimes it'll be on the back, and it'll have about two, you know, it'll have a bunch of the highest reviews. It'll have, you know, four or five reviews that people have said about the book or people praising it, you know, whatever. They get people of high notoriety to read the book or at least act like they did and then make some commentary about it talking about how good it is. You get, on the back of this book, you get about one sentence from two people, which is the Washington Monthly which is a news, I assume a newspaper I've never heard of. And then you get something from Lawrence Tribe, another person I've never heard of before. And both of these are one sentence about who the person is, not about the book. So I don't think anyone has actually read this book. I think the person who bought this for me, I think you might be doing David K. Johnson a huge favor because this might be the actual, like the actual only copy of this book that has been sold. That's why it was $6 on Amazon when it started off as $28, what, like a year ago, if that. But anyway, I'm not going to get too much into that. So then there's a third review on here, and it also talks just about David K. Johnson as an individual. It doesn't talk about him in any sort of like this book, you know, it doesn't talk about this book in any sort of a sense, just about him as a person. And that third review is from Donald Trump. And it says, I know the reporter's a weird dude who's been following me for 25 years. So obviously he's not done so well. He's been following me in a negative fashion for 25 years, always a hit. And I'm president, so he hasn't done a very good job. And that was from Donald Trump. Like why, if you're writing a book, 
bashing Trump, would you include one of his quotes where he's bashing you? Like, I, I don't, I guess I don't understand the logic here. Like, if I was writing a book that was negative about who knows who, if I was writing a book bashing President Biden, he was like, yeah, that guy's a scumbag and corn pop was a bad, what, you know, whatever he, you know, whatever he starts to say. I can tell you right now, that's not going to be on the back of my book. That's not going to be something that I wave and flaunt to everybody. That's just, I guess I don't understand the logic there. But let's open and start getting to the, well, if you can even call it merit, we'll call the merit of the book, which I think it's a bunch of garbage, but we'll just get into the introduction. The first sentence of the book, you get the introduction, and it says, the majority of Americans found themselves in uncertain economic circumstances in 2015, many in scary straits. Now you get this fear-mongering sort of introduction, this mood that it sets in the beginning of this literature. It's, it's really offensive to literature to even call this that, so I, I don't know what you call it, but whatever this writing is. So in 2015, I just can't help but pause at that date. 2015. Hmm. You know, there was a guy who was president in 2015. Who was, who was that guy? He was president in 2015, had been president for like, you know, seven years up until this. Oh, yeah, that's that Barack Obama guy. He was president for seven years before 2015. So if you're talking about uncertain, un, ugh, oh, uncertain economic circumstances in 2015 and many people finding themselves in scary straits that sounds like a problem you should not be taking up to people who want to hear about trump that sounds like you're bashing barack obama maybe you should look into that maybe you should write a book about how bad president obama was and how he led so many americans to finding themselves in uncertain economic circumstances i mean come on this is just total garbage that's the first sentence i could get in to the rest of the, you know, the rest of the introduction, I could go through that, but it's it, again, it's just a bunch of the same garbage talking about how terrible Trump was. I don't think we need to get into the introduction much, but I am going to be going, and and I do want you guys to know this: if you are going to send me something, I am going to hold you to it. I'm not just going to be like, oh, that's cute, and and just toss it out. No, I'm going to talk about it on the show because I think it's hilarious especially if you send me a garbage book that's on clearance on Amazon for 80% off, you know, like a year after it was written because of how terrible it is. Like, of course, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast and about how dumb it is because that's what it is. So anyway, kind of a little bit of a rant in there, but I just want to say I am going to be going through this book chapter by chapter over the next couple days, weeks, months, whatever it takes, just a little bit here and there as I uh, painfully trudge through it and kind of telling you guys my thoughts on it. But again, please don't be afraid to send me whatever you want to call it, hate mail, send me your uh, dissenting opinions, whatever you want. Send me whatever. I I can handle it. I promise you I can handle it. I have pretty thick skin, so don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're being rude. None of that. It'll all be good. Thank you guys for, I mean, I guess it is, you are supporting me with this. This is helping me make content. I guess I'm a content creator now. So you're helping me create content and I will say thank you for that. Now we can get into a little bit more of a uplifting subject, a little bit more of an important subject, and that is Easter happened this weekend and he is risen. My goodness, it just reminds me every Easter of the resurrection and that promise that that means. And it's just 
so awesome that we have a Savior. Not only did he die for our sins, but he rose again, proving who he was. That is just such an amazing promise. And, you know, there's a song out there that goes, Our resurrected king is resurrecting me. And that just, man, that song has been on my heart lately. And I just, I want to, you know, as I close out today, I just want to pray for all of you guys. I want to thank you for your support. And I just hope that that story of the resurrection isn't just something that we visit once a year and we think about once a year, but it's something that we have on our hearts throughout the entire year and a promise that we cling to, that we recognize throughout the entire year that we have a Savior who died on a cross with our sin holding him there, but that he died on that cross and he rose again, proving who he was, so that our sins would be forgiven and that we could be with him for eternity. What an amazing promise. And kind of just as I connect that to our culture and our society, I just want to say that it is sad the way that our society has treated holidays like Easter because I've, I've just been looking and thinking about, you know, I talk to my parents and stuff, and even I, I might be able to remember a little bit of this, but it kind of got fizzled out. But, you know, there was a time where Wednesday nights, you didn't have any sort of event because that was youth group nights. You certainly didn't dream of having anything on Sundays. Now the idea of not having anything on Wednesdays is totally thrown out. And even now on Sundays, there is something every single Sunday from football to basketball. Every sport has events on Sundays and it has just lost its sense of urgency. We just feel like church is just one of those things that we just get to, uh, yeah, whenever, you know, we just get to uh, do it whenever we want. It's not something that is important to us or something that we should be paying more attention to or giving more of our time to, but it's just something that, yeah, whenever we can make time for it. No, that's not what it was intended to do, but rather we should make that a priority and things like things as unimportant in life. When you look at the big picture as sports and games, anything like that, that should move to the side, extracurriculars, whatever you want to say, that should all move to the side. So we have time to go to church. So we have time to go to youth group and spend time in fellowship and in community. And that is just one of Satan's ways of trying to get in the way of people worshiping their Lord and Savior and gathering together in fellowship is he wants to put a fork in the road and say, here, you have to decide, are you going to do that sport or are you going to go to church or youth group? And that's not something that kids should have to deal with because kids should be able to do both. Kids should be able to enjoy their childhood and do sports and everything like that, but they should just as much be going to church, be going to youth group, and all of those wonderful things. Those have had an incredible impact on my life, and I know they could have an incredible impact on so many others' lives. And it is so sad to me that we might have, who knows how many more people we could have at our church youth group, at our church, but instead they have to go to their sporting event. Like, I understand how important sports are in some people's lives. But when you're comparing that to eternity, when you're comparing that to spending an eternity with a Savior, that is a lot more important than any sort of sporting event or extracurricular you can think of. I promise you that. And kind of the reason I brought this up, kind of the reason it made me think about it was because not only have I seen an increase in amount of events that happen on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and just Sundays in general. But now for the first time that 
I've been alive, there was a track meet. There was like a, an event on Good Friday, the evening, afternoon, evening of Good Friday, when people go to church services or communion services, whatever they do, the fact that there is something that people have to, you know, commit to on a Friday, on Good Friday, on one of the most important days in the Christian faith, it just shows how much our culture is turning away from Christ and how much Satan is trying to get in the way of people coming to worship God together. And then you turn on the TV and there are NBA basketball games on that I think just about every single NBA team plays today. And I understand, yeah, whatever, it's the last game of the season, but why can't these NBA players be spending the holidays with their families? Why can't they be spending the holidays at church or doing any of that? No, they're warming up for a basketball game because that's what's important. Like the same thing goes with Christmas. On Christmas Day, now it's a thing that the NBA has all these games going. And, it, you know, it was one thing to have one football game on Thanksgiving. Now there's two, three, I don't even know how many games there are on Thanksgiving. It's just gotten to a point where we have totally jacked up our priorities. And it's just another example in our culture where good is bad, bad is good. Uh, men are women, women are men. I mean, it just, everything in our culture, in our society, in our country is becoming so backwards. And it's something we definitely need to give some recognition to and realize that we need to start changing some of these things. We need to start demanding. You know, if enough people would say, hey, we're not going to go to practice today, or we're not going to go to the game today, or we're not going to go to that game because it's on Sunday, or it's on when our or when our youth group is, or if enough people did that, and you didn't have a team to play on a Sunday morning, guess what? They'd have to find another time to do it. But you know what that takes? That takes courage. Courage that I don't know if enough people have to come together and say, hey, we want to go to church Sunday morning. We don't want to spend our Sunday morning warming up for a football game when I want to be worshiping my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think there is a big, big adjustment that needs to be made culturally. And there, there really needs to be a rule, a law, something that says you cannot do all of these things on a Sunday. Wednesday night, okay, whatever. Churches can move their youth, our youth group is on Sunday nights, different things like that. People can work around it, whatever. I don't know if we'll ever be able to win that one. But what we can win is Sundays. If you want to go to church Sunday mornings, start stepping up. Start saying, hey, coach, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to make practice this week. If enough people started doing that, you got enough of your teammates to do that, guess what? They can't bench everybody. But that takes courage. And I think that we need enough. We need more teens. We need more young adults. We need more people to step up and say, hey, I'm going to have the courage to look at my coach and say, hey, I love this team. You know, I love what we have going, but I just can't make it today because I have something a little more important to deal with. And if your coach doesn't understand that, that says more about the coach than it says about you. It really does. So as I kind of rant about this, I just, I hope that more people will have the courage to step up and say, hey, I'm not going to be doing these things when I have way more important tasks at hand, when I need to be at church, when I need to be hanging out in fellowship with fellow classmates or students or anything like that. Just have some courage. Have a little faith because I guarantee you that God will use that little bit of faith in ways that you never thought imaginable.
Thank you guys for sticking around for another episode. I do just want to say again, thank you for coming back for another week for my start of my second month of uploads, which is super exciting. I'm really excited. Got some new things coming up. I'm working on the YouTube channel slowly but surely. It's getting there. I do want to thank the person who sent me the book, I guess. Uh, thank you for sending me the book. It's giving me some content. But if you do want to reach out to me, ask me some questions, talk about, you know, I, I assume it was sent in a response to what I was talking about with Trump and Bragg and all of that. And the funniest part about it is that I don't think the book ever talks about, you know, the book talks about all of these alleged crimes or all of these, you know, whatever, but I don't think it ever even mentions the fact that Trump is being indicted for something that is pretty much not even illegal. And the fact that what I was talking about had nothing to do with any of the contents in this book. I just think that's actually hilarious because you look at what's in this book and it's talking about all these different things. Trump's not being prosecuted for any of that. He's being prosecuted for this other thing that people are talking about that happened, you know, seven, six, seven years ago now. So it's just funny to me. But anyway, whoever sent it to me, thank you, I guess. Um, I don't know what you were, what statement you were trying to make. If you ever want to reach out, you know, my email, thedrewviewshow at gmail.com. Reach me at social medias, however you want to do it. I would like to connect with you. But if not, that's totally fine too. Remain anonymous. That's cool. Keep sending me books, give me more content to put out there. That's awesome too. But anyway, I'm going to get into my closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I do want to thank you for this day. I'm recording this on Easter Sunday. I just want to thank you for Easter Sunday, what it means, what it means that we can be satisfied with you and your love and your resurrection and what that means for us. Father, I pray for our country, our culture, our society, that we start to realize the importance of you. We realize that we realize how much we need to make you a priority in our lives. And it's not a decision that should be just hostile willy-nilly, but we should actually go to church, go to youth group with intention. We should be sacrificing a sport or an event to be connected with you. Because at the end of the day, you paid a sacrifice that we couldn't even fathom. And if we can't pay the simple price of skipping out of practice. What does that show about us? Lord, I just pray that you give us grace in that. I pray that you help our culture out because we desperately, desperately need it. Lord, help us to turn to you when we need it most. You're an awesome and mighty God. Thank you for bearing my sins. Thank you for dying on that cross. And thank you for the fact that you rose again, proving who you were so that we can have hope and what Easter is all about. We love you, Lord, and in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for stopping back by for another week of uploads. I just want to remind you guys to subscribe and share my channel, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. I can't wait to see you all back here again tomorrow for my next episode. But until then, stay blessed.